0: the Washington Capitals, are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream, it's not a desert barrage, it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Washington.
1: Welcome back to J.Perswink Radio. I'm your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm very happy to once again be joined by Kevin Klein. How are you, Kevin? I'm
0: doing well. I'm still a fan of the Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. So uh, hang on <laughs> that.
1: Well, you know, we're actually doing a, a kind of rare regular season post game podcast. We're recording this right after the Capitals uh, fell to the Montreal Canadiens 6 to 4, and I'd be. Uh, you know, I'd regret not asking you what, what your thoughts were on, on that uh, performance, especially the third period.
0: Yeah, it was a, a, a little disappointing to see the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals come out slow in this game. Um, and then the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals came out a little bit slow in the second period as well. And then the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals really blew it in the third there. So, uh, you know, I'd be really if I were the defending Stanley cup champion, Washington capitals about this early season blown lead here in Montreal. I mean, obviously it sucks, right? It's a bummer. Um, they, they shot the bed there at the end of the game. Um, there were, there were things that you liked. There were things that you didn't. I think this really ultimately came down to, um, a bad goal, a couple bad goals given up by Holpe in this one. Frankly, I didn't like the Max Domi game-winning goal. I didn't like the the goal that put it at three to one. Uh, I think the the puck kind of bounced off the end boards, and I don't even Gallagher beat Holpe to the side of the net and, and poked it past him. So, um, not too much to be upset about. Four days off. The the Caps continue to try to navigate this super weird schedule to start the season, uh, but you know we're still at the at the early stage of the season where i struggle to be comfortable making inference from anything that we're really seeing um that's something that i'm generally more comfortable with probably you know towards the end of this month the end of november um obviously you'd like to see the team put away a game that they're winning with three minutes left or so um but it's an early season tough loss. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I guess I mean you bring up a good point with uh Braden Hopi. I I think we'd we'd talked about it a lot last year during the regular season, how Hopi kind of went through some rough patches. Um granted he looked he looked pretty good excuse me, sorry, in the playoffs and he looked very good at the start of last season. Um, but he ended up finishing last year with a 907 regular season save percentage, and now, um, I, I'm, obviously, I don't know if NHL.com has updated its stats for this game. But um, as it currently stands, they're sitting, he's sitting at 888. So, um, I, I don't know. Are you, are you starting to get a little concerned that Braden Holpie's regular season last year was was more than just a little anomaly, or are you? I mean, are you still thinking we saw him play pretty well in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not worried. I I think that it might be kind of indicative of what the team is, and I think that this team might be a team that relies on its high-end skill and is kind of shoddy defensively, and, and they can tighten it up when they need to, uh, but it's not the way that they're going to play most nights, and um, and a guy like Braden Holpe is going to kind of uh, take that on the chin. So – you know, if the team kind of continues to look the way it has, I don't think. I think the days of Braden Holpe in the in the Vesna conversation, you know, might be a fond memory. Um, and then, but no, no goaltender can can get to that level uh, with the fast and loose play in front of them that, that Holpe has seen. So, um, you know, he's a he's a good goaltender. It is what it is. He you usually don't see the soft goals. I think I, I think it's fair to say that, that you don't usually see the soft goals that we saw tonight from Braden Holtby. Um And so I think I think it may be more about in terms of the decline of Holpe's numbers. I think that the teams that we saw over the last couple of years might feel a little different than what we did when, you know, he was a, a Vesna contender and winner for, for a few years in a row there.
1: Yeah, I think that's... That's fair. I mean, the Capitals have obviously been given up more more opportunities. Um, you know, that they're really even if it's not more quantity of, of, you know, shots against, um necessarily the quality of the average shot against I think has been higher this year. So, um I think it's going to be tough to kind of assess uh Brandon Holpe's play until we have a better idea of how the team's truly playing. Uh, in front of him, so uh, I guess...
0: It, I mean, you look at like a guy like Tom Wilson being out of the lineup, I, I think almost more than anyone, Tom Wilson being out of the lineup changes the composition of the lineup a lot, which doesn't necessarily impact the defensive ranks, of course, but... Uh, Could in terms of the possession numbers and therefore the puck being in the capitals end a lot right just because always Tom Wilson has sort of been this guy who you can plug in on the top line and you're not really sacrificing any production up there Uh, and but what is happening is that you're bumping skill down the rest of the lineup right and 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 that is one of Tom Wilson's biggest contributions is the ability to plug and play him on the top line without sacrificing anything and, and, frankly, improving the rest of the play through the rest of the lineup. So, like, in terms of getting worried, you know, I need to see the team with Tom Wilson. I need to see the team with a couple months under their belt before I'm getting worried. And, and the goaltender play... You know, is as much a consequence of everything in front of it as as you can get in the sport. All
1: right, fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I think Tom Wilson's going to be a a real driver of of the shot quality against um, improving, just because I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I guess I haven't looked enough at the individual line rates, but I, I don't see moving, you know, Jacob Rana down, helping uh, kind of the team shore up its its defensive aspects. Even if we say they have the puck more, uh, I think those guys play a bit more of a fast and loose game. So I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how, how the team rolls out with Tom Wilson back. But uh, I, I guess I'm just not going to weigh anything too heavily on, on Tom Wilson being back in the lineup except for maybe an improved penalty kill uh and, and if he play if he scores like he did in the playoffs then obviously it will be uh, I mean, very, it's very different
0: it's it's more about just the level of concern or a reaction to this to this early season stage of the season than anything
1: else Yeah, you know, I pulled some numbers yesterday I, before obviously again before the Montreal game and the Capitals underlying numbers are better this season than they were through October last season um and obviously we know how the last season ended up so it might be a might be good to kind of not for us and everyone else not to get too too hung up i mean the capitals are still you know the, i guess their biggest issue is that they haven't been winning games consecutively right they're they're kind of win one lose one win one lose one but besides that um you know the <laughs> their play still isn't 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 great but it could be worse and it has been worse and good things ended up happening at the end of the year uh, just one season ago.
0: Yeah, this, I think you're referring to the Stanley Cup, Cup champion. champion,
1: Washington Capitals. Uh, I mean, I but, guess you're, I guess yeah, you're right
0: there. And and they've pretty consistently now been kind of a team where they haven't fallen into the generalized trend of the of the NHL, where uh, you know, for at the risk of being reductive here of of what the statistics reflect, but generally speaking, good possession teams yield good hockey teams and, and beyond that good uh, postseason teams. And the Capitals have kind of bunked that, you know, presumably on the strength of of incredible high-end talent and uh, good goaltending. Uh, and, you know, you can argue, I guess, good luck over the course of the regular seasons for most of, most of this stint. Um, but I think you've got to be at the point, at a Capitals fan, With this roster construction, which certainly resembles what we've seen in past years, um, where, where possession metrics that kind of lag behind the benchmarks isn't something that makes you worry all that much, even though it is a nice way to measure what's going on.
1: I guess, but the Capitals were a good possession team in the playoffs, right? They they played well in the postseason, so I guess maybe we could say they but, could flip a switch. Was, but
0: just the whole thing with possession is that it's a, an indicator of future success, and and so that didn't apply to the Capitals last year when, you know, when when it came to bear.
1: Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Although, weren't they a good possession team after the Michael Company acquisition last year?
0: So, so, so you say that Michael Kempney was the uh, the straw? That... I mean, I mean,
1: I mean, if you're telling me that Tom Wilson coming back is going to make a difference, <laughs> I'd say yes. A so second pairing defenseman probably has a, as big an impact as Tom Wilson, I, and I don't. I I think that that's well within reason given previous statements.
0: Shouts to to Michael Kempney tonight. Um, <laughs> aside from his his goal saving sliding block was an absolute tire fire.
1: Well talking about last year on the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals so uh, (laughs) let's not forget let's 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 not lose track of what's important your
0: disposition
1: (laughs) let's 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 not go too crazy here Um, all right all in all the Capitals let's talk a little bit about how the team has kind of how the stats have not 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 the team stats the individual player stats have kind of flushed out through the first Uh, 11 games now of the year. I mean, we've got Ovechkin up at 10 goals now. Um, You know, how kind of shocked are you with his production? I mean, obviously he started really hot last year, but he's coming out of the gate really hot. Um, what What, besides shooting percentage, is the reason for his strong play?
0: Um... The reason is that he's an elite <laughs> player who continues to defy expectations, defy father time. I mean, he, he's just – he's the GOAT, you know? Like, at, at what point have we learned to not bet against this guy? Uh, I'm personally not surprised at all that he's got 10 goals through 11 games. Was I banking on it? No, but I've certainly learned to – to. uh to, to understand that this is well within his abilities, uh, uh, on some level, it's the result of an absolutely on fire power play. But at the same time, you know, the other side of that coin is that the power play is on fire because Ovechkin can score at any moment. Um, the other piece is that he's being centered by Evgeny Kuznetsov, who is, uh, taking the next steps since the playoffs into the elite echelon of centers in the national hockey league. Um, and uh in these last couple of games he's had Jakob Vrana on the line with him, which in my opinion has been a nice little boost for that line. Again, maybe not in the possession metrics. I know that they were kind of buried on that front tonight. But uh, the the pass tonight from Vrana to Kuznetsov to enter the zone, which ended up with Vrana making a nice little backhand play to Ovechkin, who buried it behind Price. You know, that that's probably not with Tom Wilson on that line so I think you're just getting a combination of opportunism um, and OV being the same guy that he's always been uh, right now uh, you know I really I mean obviously he's not gonna score 82 goals this year which is more or less the pace that he's on uh, but it does seem like he's not taking a step back by any means
1: so where do you expect to him kind of wrap up the year
0: well, you know, if you're at 10, 10 goals through 11 games, um, I would really like to see him take another swipe at that 50-goal mark. Um, I know he was at seven goals through uh, two, two games.
1: Two games last year, yeah.
0: And, and he didn't hit it. But this year, you know, his start isn't as torrid as, As it was last year, but it seems to be Sustained and a little bit more consistent Um, And I do think That Kuznetsov is a better Player this year than he was last year And that the guy who Is positioned to benefit From that the most is Alex Ovechkin, so If you told me that Ovi Ended up with a handful more goals this Year than he did last year And won the Rocket Richard Trophy for what the like seventh time in the last eight years or something like that, like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and, and of course, as a Caps fan, that's what I'm rooting for. And I don't want to say that that's an expectation because it's a extremely high bar, but, um, I fully expect for that to be in the conversation and in my very immediate rooting interests come, you know, February and March.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely have to agree with that. So it'd be great to see Ovi kind of get back to that 50-goal plateau, right? I mean, he could have gotten there last year if it wasn't for uh, New Jersey being the one team in the NHL to not pull their goalie when they're down by two goals these days. I feel like everyone does it, but New Jersey decided not to uh, in that 82nd game last year to keep Ovechkin from getting to 50, and even still he got really close. I believe he, he did end up with two goals in that game, so uh, and he needed a third.
0: And uh, wasn't uh, didn't he score a hat trick the year before in, against St. Louis in the 82nd game or something to hit 50?
1: Something crazy like that. but yeah. Or he knew maybe he got three goals in the last two games. But um, I, I don't really want us to, to rehash Andre Bergkoski's struggles again. So well, I'm going to let you steer us to the next player you want to talk about.
0: Let's talk about Dimitri Yaskin. Okay. <laughs> okay. You laugh. Have have you not seen this this beacon of of raw talent shining on the fourth line the same way that I have?
1: Like, what are people not not just people, but like, what did the cap see in this guy? Like, I, I just, I I just don't see it. I mean, he's he's a warm body. That's like what I got I, uh, I, on on Dmitryaskin.
0: They disagree. Really? I think he's yeah. I think he's been creating on the ice a lot, and I think that. The impact he's had has been uh, weighted down a lot by his line mates, Nick Dowd and uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly. I mean, just tonight he had the great zone entry where he he fought off the the, the checking attempts along the boards from two different uh, Canadians players, and then he got the puck in the center of the ice to, to Smith-Pelly, who fired a wrister off of uh, uh, Carey Price's mask. Later in the game, uh, he was he had the puck on a string for for quite a long time. Uh, The puck ended up on Nick Dowd's stick, and he uh, pulled it to the backhand and, and tucked it into the post instead of into the net. And you know, I haven't looked at the stats for this guy, but my eye test is telling me that he's creating a lot on the ice. Uh, he's a massive physical presence. I frankly want to see him get a little bit of time with some guys who are maybe a little bit more skilled than than his current guys. I mean, I don't think he's a game-breaker by any means, but he seems to belong out there on the ice didn't, to me. Didn't
1: they give him, like, a couple, like, a, a game on the first line not that long ago? I thought I thought they did. Uh, I thought they put him there before Verona got the shot. Um and, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine
0: with the game. I'm, I missed that one.
1: I'm fine with him being in the lineup, but, but you know, I, I I guess I guess you're right. His line mates kind of have been a bit more of a problem. I I, I would like to see Nathan Walker get a sweater more often. Um,
0: yeah, I, it's not a bad problem to have. They they've got they've got guys who are absolutely competent and who are in very different molds of players. Yeah. Uh, Sort of in their in their depth, and you got to like that as a as a coach, right? You're you're probably playing the matchups, um, you're probably thinking about the styles of the teams who are who are coming to town or, or who you're going to visit, and and I, the, there couldn't be more polar opposites than than Yaskin and Walker. So I think that's that's an, a really nice benefit that that Todd Reardon has at his disposal. Um, but I think Yaskin, you know, he's He's got like a Tom Wilson size and physicality, but he seems to have a little bit more in terms of puck skill. And, but, you know, it sounds like that sort of analysis really surprised you, so uh, we might be coming from different places here. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's got a goal or anything, so the stats would defend the notion that he doesn't.
1: He's got one assist in... Uh, it was one assist in seven games, so I guess it's going to be one assist in eight games. No, so, unless he got a point tonight that I missed.
0: Yeah, so he's about, he's about Burakovsky's skill level.
1: All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hold it there, Tiger. Let's not, I don't want to talk about Verkovsky anymore. We've, we've, he, he's, best if we don't speak about him, right? We just have to let him go out and either make himself a valuable trade piece or make it so he gets paid $900,000 a year next year. Terms- uh either way it's fine for us as fans i think um well kevin it sounds like you you you're still in like great spirits the stanley oh, cup no, champion sure. washington capitals
0: if if you're going to let your spirits be dampened oh, my spirits are I'm,
1: my spirits are fine
0: not you i'm speaking to the royal view the if royal if, okay All right. yeah if your if your spirits are dampened 11 october hockey games after the Stanley Cup Championship, then maybe sports fandom isn't for you. Oh, I mean, are you judging you, people's fandom? I'm not judging people's <laughs> fandom. I judging people's neurological processes, which is way worse. <laughs> way, but, way worse. All right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Of course, I'm. I'm not upset. I mean, yeah, it was. It was disappointing to watch them blow the game tonight. But you know, I'm looking up at my uh, picture of Braden Holtby making the save right now above my desk. And I just couldn't possibly have higher spirits about the Caps right now. You know, <laughs> this, this is going to last for a little while longer. I, think I mean, I think went, we'll get a little bit deeper into the season and the sample size is going to mature and we're going to be able to, to be a little bit more serious about the inference that we make um, and, and the prospects of the team. But for right now, it just sort of seems like an extended preseason after the magical run You know, that's that's simply where I am.
1: Yeah, no, that's really fair. And I think, you know, I, I'm still – do I like what I'm seeing on the ice? No. Do I care that much? No. And that that's because the Caps won last year. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's everything that our audience wants to hear. They might want to hear us kind of get a bit deeper and dive into – um, this season, and that's something I think we'll we'll endeavor to do more as the season progresses. But right now, I think everyone just continue to enjoy the win, and uh, I don't really have a lot else to add. Uh, do you?
0: Yeah, no. The only thing I, I think is that I believe that their schedule gets a little bit more normalized yep. now, yep. and they sort of fall into some of the the patterns that we're used to seeing uh, from the NFL season. Um, you know, you either have like a, a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday pattern or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday pattern until it gets broken by a travel day. And, you know, I don't underestimate the role that that plays in the on ice product or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'd say in I'd say in a month and a half or so, 45 days or so. We're going to have a much, much better idea about what this team is right now. I still think we're just we're taking samples from an unreliable source.
1: Sounds good to me. All right, uh, on behalf of myself and Kevin Klein, thank you for listening to this episode of Japers Rink Radio. As always, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, and we look forward to uh, talking to you guys again. Thanks.